once again, thank you for joining us in the online service today. This is Harvesters International Christian Center, and this is our online service. If today happens to be your very first time, we're so delighted to have you in the service with us. Will you please send a text message and an email? I would love to personally know you, pray for you. And if the service has been a blessing to you, I also would love to hear and connect with you. Just by way of information, every Monday to Friday at 6.30 a.m., I lead prayers live on my Instagram handle. I would love you to join me on this powerful time of prayer. And um, every, every month, first to third, we get to pray. First to third, this falls on the weekend. So our prayer is starting from the August the 3rd to the August the 5th. And this is one of the powerful testimonies that is for my prayer time. There's a lady called Busola. Busola sent in her testimony. She said, God has been opening the book of remembrance for me. Things that have been forgotten, God has caused them to be remembered. Everything started after I followed pastor's instruction to sow a seed of thanksgiving after the prayer on Tuesday morning, which I felt the leading to do so. Everything has blown up. That's one of the powerful testimonies we have. One of the testimonies that really touched me was a lady. Um, she, she's into like food and drinks and all of that. And she has submitted in our country what we call NAFDAC. NAFDAC is the authority that processes and gives the license to sell, you know, publicly food and drinks. And she has submitted, like, for a license. And our file has been on a particular table for over one year. And as we began to pray, I saw in the spirit, someone's file, I said that that file is moved in Jesus' name. We were praying between 6.30 and 7 o'clock. And guess what? By 9 a.m., she got a call for the first time that this file had actually been moved. That's the power of our God. I'm asking you that as we join in this time of fasting and praying, miracles will happen. Things will change. In Jesus' mighty name, we'll pray. Amen. We're going to take our offering right now. Someone says, why do we give? Listen to me. Um, when it comes to giving, this is a very tough time. In fact, sometimes I sit back as a pastor and I look at the people that give. And I say that, why would they give in this season? Because people are afraid that, would I have enough tomorrow? You know, will I still lose my job? People's income will be slashed into two. People have lost income. People are just kind of saving. But when I think of myself and I think of why I give as a Christian, even though it's a difficult time to give, it's just one reason. I would rather stay in faith than stay in fear. What does fear say? Fear says, although you need to trust God with your finance, because everything is not perfect and everything is shaking, hold it back. Faith says, we walk by faith, by what God says and not by sight. What does faith say? Faith says this in a powerful way, that the Lord shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Faith says, I know that there's uncertainty. I know that salaries have been halved. I know that people are losing their job. But I trust that if I can just surrender myself and be faithful in my giving and trust in God's love, that God will take care of me. And that's why I gave. And this, the, today as we give our tithing offering, if you want to give, the, this is on the screen. That's what I want that to be. Maybe you stopped tithing for a long time because you're afraid. Hey, today I want to ask you, take, take one huge step of faith again. If you have to get out your account details and 
snap it, or you've not given your offering a long time, today, take a huge step of faith again. You know why? Because you refuse to live in fear. Listen to me. Refuse to live in fear where your finance is concerned. Fear only attracts what is fear. But guess what? Faith attracts the power of God. Once I begin to have faith for finances, I attract God's power. I attract God's favor. I attract God's goodness. Goodness. Hallelujah. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for the opportunity to bring our tithes and offerings today. Well, thank you because you are good. You're loving. You're kind. Well, thank you because nobody that put that trust in you, you will forsake. And as we bring our tithes and offerings today we ask that your blessing will be upon it and you open the door and give everybody overflow 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 in the name of jesus christ thank you heavenly father in jesus mighty name we pray amen amen while we're doing our giving you know i'm going to put my giving you know over here in our giving envelopes and um all of you that are home maybe you're watching from the kitchen you might want to take a moment and just you know do your giving and um, if you can do that you can snap on the screen and do it later the account details will still pop up from other times during the during the teaching and you can do that uh, and um, just go ahead I know that some of you have been meaning to do it but for one month they've forgotten that's why it's a good time to you know do as you have to do praise the Lord hey today I'm say teaching something that I really think is powerful and life-changing I'm talking about how not to run on empty 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 you know um i love to read i, I don't know about you i love to read I, I love to study just not the bible i love i love christian books i also read autobiographies i just look for great information i'll build my mind and one of the greatest black men that's ever lived i don't know if you you will know him his name is tiger woods he's still alive and tiger wood will play he will play golf and if you you know golf looks simple until you start playing <laughs> that's how simple it looks like and tiger wood i won several and several awards and it came to a time that his coaches that passed on and um all of a sudden they began to have struggle and he had personal life struggle and he had he had personal life struggle and things crept into his life and kept into his career and all of a sudden someone that was a high performer became someone that could not even win a game and the reason i'm saying so is that as much as all of us want to be successful a lot of people are running on empty i'm telling you right now people are afraid People are scared. People are overwhelmed. People are just living from day to day and running on empty. And maybe, maybe you're a mother and you're really tired. You're tired because you look at your kids. You look at what you have to do with your child and you just feel overwhelmed. I know where that is. And maybe you are there. You're a Christian. But it's a long time that you've even prayed and you, you watch the services, but that connection with God is no longer strong. I understand that because what is happening is that the notion is still there, but on the inside, you really feel empty. And what I'm saying today is this. You cannot afford to live your life and run on empty. I personally think that when Tiger Wood lost his dad, that created some kind of hole, some kind of hole, maybe of guidance, some kind of hole of love or something. And to fill that back, there was, it, it couldn't just handle the way it would handle. And you will know this as a successful person in your business, as someone that's successful in your career, as, as a woman that's just climbing that career ladder, as a young lady, you know what it means. Everybody thinks you're okay, but deep on the inside of you, you know you're not okay. 
The same thing. I, I, I read about, I, I read about, I want to read this story to you about an entrepreneur. Very successful. He said, back in the 1990s, breakfast life seemed to be, you know, to be in the accent. He was a founder of, um, of a software company. He had a thriving career. The, the, but the emotional reality was more complicated. By the time he got home every night after 10 to 12 hours in the office, he said, I have nothing left. Exhausted. He said, I will lay in bed, staring at the ceiling. I will sit in the, in the bathtub for three hours. I didn't want to see anybody. And the thing is that a few people knew about this, but most people thought it was okay. He said, to everyone else, I was a bit distant and a bit flat. He said, the truth is this, I was depressed. And I'm saying this to you because, you know, why life seems to be going on and sometimes you, you, you think people are good because they look good on Instagram. And just by the way, most people look worse in real life than they look good on Instagram. Instagram makes them seem as if they're perfect, as if everything is great. But in real life, their heart is broken. It's not going forward. And I'm saying to you, why do you want to live life on empty? Some of you are refusing to think. You are, refuse, you are refusing to think. Why are you refusing to think? You are refusing to think about what's going on in your life, hoping that you can ignore it. Some of you are filling your calendar back to back just to ignore the emptiness you feel on the inside. Some of you, when you're left by yourself, your wife doesn't know this. Your best friend doesn't know this. You break down and cry because of the pressure. Sometimes it's the, it's the financial pressure. Sometimes it's the economic pressure. Sometimes it's the pace you're working. As a single girl, you feel tremendous pressure about who to marry and how to marry. On the outside, you post all those slay queen pictures. Everybody think, I want to have your kind of life. And when they tell you that on the inside, you feel, if only you know that I'm suffering, I'm dying, I'm craving on the inside, you will never want to have my kind of life. And that's why today, I just feel it's time for us to talk about being empty. Just being empty. When you go through life and all of a sudden you sneak into addiction. You sneak into an heroin addiction. You sneak into a masturbation addiction. You sneak into an, a, a pornographic addiction. And the reason is sometimes, it, it's not even because you're far from God. Because everybody knows you're a wonderful Christian. But you're just struggling because on the inside, there's emptiness. And the question is this. I, I know you want to ignore the emptiness on the inside. I know you want to ignore the void you feel on the inside. But the more you ignore it, the bigger the void grows. The bigger it grows. <sighs> and, and the thing is this. I, I wish I could tell you that I've not experienced this before. But that would be a lie. And the thing about running on empty is this. You know you are empty. But it's as if you cannot stop to refill and to renew. Do you know what it means to run with a tire that it's flat? And you can't stop because you're afraid that you'll be attacked by robbers. And you have to drive that car. That car can't move fast. And that's how some of you are dragging your life. You're dragging it. And the life is, is struggling. But you're dragging the marriage. The marriage is falling apart. But it's running on empty. But you're dragging your finances. You want everybody to see everything is okay. But it's falling apart. And you're dragging it. And you're dragging it. And I'm wondering, how long are you going to drag this? When are you going to 
say God and the truth is that not that anyone got to help you but some of you really don't know how to stop some don't know how to stop but they've stopped but they don't know exactly what to do if this resonates with you then God is speaking to you this Sunday if this resonates with someone that you know you have to pick your phone and call the person and say get on this channel right now get on this platform right now because God has a word for you and if you're a workaholic like me I just isolate and just bury myself in the work hoping that the work can distract me and you know, you know, you know, you know the thing about, you know the thing about this kind of emptiness. Emptiness facilitates self-destruction. All of a sudden, you begin to sneak up into areas and begin to you, you begin to do things that will self-destruct. Begin to develop habits and patterns that self-destruct. What happens is that this 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 kind of emptiness it changes your personality you're warm you're vibrant you're talkative it begins to break down your personality some of you change from who you used to be to another person and the reason why there is an emptiness on the inside and instead of you to deal with the emptiness you're running on emptiness some some of you become so agitated everybody seems to irritate you on the right and irritate you on the left your secretary irritates you and if you like so I know you begin to withdraw you begin to withdraw you stop calling people you stop you seclude yourself the reason is simple because isolation precedes destruction all of a sudden all of a sudden you know have you noticed during this time a lot of people are pointing fingers at people and say this and this and this and the reason why is that just the overwhelmed nature of the season he's just clouding people's eyes people are just running on empty and emptiness ruins character it doesn't only change people, it ruins character. Emptiness enhances failure rates. So when you leave from a place of emptiness, you start making bad decisions. So because you're living in that kind of fear, because you're living in that kind of anxiety, you make bad decisions that affect your finances. You make bad decisions that affect your business. You make bad decisions that affect your marriage. You make terrible decisions. In a, on a normal day, you will never say some things, but you look at your beautiful wife and you say, you are an idiot. You are mad. You are crazy. And the reason why is that the tension on the inside has been transmitted on the outside. You get back to work and you feel as if everything is so terrible. Listen to me. It's not that everything is so terrible. It's just that the way you feel is the way you see things. So you are seeing life so awkward. So you are seeing life so terrible. And because you feel that way, you begin to make the decisions that are horrible you make up decisions that are very that will put you in a place of compromise and destroy the things you build because you're choosing to run on empty running on empty Funke it's, Funke it's time to stop running Tope it's time to stop running Michael it's time to stop running John, it's time to stop running. My friend on the bed, it's time to stop running. It's going to catch up someplace or the other. That's the truth. I, I know you're sitting on the couch and just, you know, not, you're doing something else as, as you watch the television and you're wondering that what's going to happen. It's time you stop running. Because there's this emptiness here. The same thing in business. You see top CEOs doing so well in business, but inside is empty. And it's empty in such a way that money cannot feel it. 
except in such a way that nothing can fill it. They you can distract yourself from the emptiness, but it doesn't go away. The truth is this, life and growth. See, life and growth comes with peculiar changes. And those changes come with their peculiar pains. And the ability to deal with pain and not ignore it is fundamental to your success in life. The ability to deal successfully with pain is essential to your expansion in life. Because as you grow, people you love will betray you. As you grow, people are going to fail you. As you grow, the unexpected will happen. And if you're not careful, these things are draining you and you're empty. And the most difficult things that will ever hinder your growth in life. Because many of you think you have a marital problem. You know, and you think it's your spouse. Listen to me. Before you look at your husband or your girlfriend or your, you know, or your boyfriend. Before you say, he's the problem. Let me tell you something. The biggest that will hinder your growth, your expansion and development are first internal. They are first internal. Only not empty. Look at Job. Look at Solomon in the Bible. Solomon had the best things of life. He was so empty. He said, I looked for everything. He said, I became so rich. I was looking for so much money. He said, but vanity upon vanity. But the question is this. When is it enough? That's the question. When is it enough? I thought you said when you have this, it will be enough. It's never enough. You must define. You must know that Jesus is the only water that feels. And you never run thirsty again. Every other water, you will get thirsty that's what he told the woman at the well he said come to this river baby he said come to the river baby this is the water that will be in you a river springing and bubbling to more water this is water that, 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 that no man can quench it quenched your thirst on a permanent basis listen to me career cannot quench this test addiction cannot quench this test church or religion can quench this test it's God that can do it for you Matthew chapter 7. Sometimes, maybe you have to, you, you don't know this, sometimes the most successful people in this world are the ones that have the biggest internal struggles. You know why? Because they're used to success. Every time they hit something that is not successful, the impact it has on them, it's so damaging. Heal. And, and, and they're Christians. They, they go to church. They, they understand church. They, they know what church is. They, they know what God's people are. But, they don't, but there's no water flowing here. The well is dry. And the challenge is this about life. Life is such a place that there's demand made on strength. Either emotional strength or spiritual strength. As you go through every day in life. As you go through the battles of life. As you go through the job battles. As you go through the career battles. As you go through relational battles. There are withdrawals. There are withdrawals of strength from everywhere. But if you don't have a system of refilling, what happens? You begin to thin out. That's why the Bible says, if you fall in the days of your battle, he said, it's not the problem. It's that your strength is small. There's some 
some people they think they need a vac- vacation what you need is more than a vacation what you need is a renewal what you need what you need is more than a vacation what you need is a refreshing what you need is more than a vacation what you need is a genuine touch of the Holy Ghost someone says I go to church what I'm talking about is not church what I'm talking about is not religion what I'm talking about is a spiritual encounter that comes from the Holy Ghost strikes into your life and changes the whole of your person and transforms you forever he said come to me the river of life and this has nothing to do with religion because you can be religious and not know God and I'm saying so because in this season people are panicking people are afraid people may not say it but people are going through a lot and it's draining it's draining and, and sometimes just because we can gather in a physical church some people have not been able to connect on that deeper dimension and that's why I would invite everyone watching right now join me every weekday 6.30 to 7 a.m. as we pray because you can't do this alone <laughs> have you written exams before? they say come your calculator the reason why is that there are questions in that examination that needs calculation I'm telling you, come with spiritual power because there are questions in life <laughs> that English and grammar will not solve for you. You need the dimension of spiritual power to solve it. See what Jesus Christ said, Matthew chapter 7. It says, therefore, verse 24, Whosoever hear the saying of mine and doeth not, and doeth them, I will liken unto a wise man which built his house upon the rock. And the next line says, and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew upon the house and it fell not because it was built upon the rock hey i thought some people said you had problems because you know you were not obeying the word of god this person was obeying the word of God but he had attacks showing what attacks are not proofs that you are outside God's will you can be in God's will and have attacks you can be out of God's will and have attacks you can be tightened and have financial problems you can be a good Christian and have a marital problem you can be a wonderful Christian and have a problem with your child you can have a child that is sick and as Paul say it's possible he says the difference is this when this challenge came against those people it knocked others off but it couldn't knock them off because this house was built upon the rock so the wind came he could shake the right and shake to the left but it could not knock them off the reason why it's knocking you off your feet the financial problem the reason why your single problem is status is knocking you off your feet it's not the problem the reason why it's knocking you off your feet it's simple because there is no foundation if you are sitting close to someone in your house say foundation if you are watching us somebody that type foundation foundation the Bible says this At verse 26 and everyone that has the saying of mine and do it not them shall be likened to a foolish man that built his house upon the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell and great was, did you notice something 
the same thing that happened to the one that knew the word and did the word the same thing to happen to the one that knew the word and did not do the word the difference is this listen doing the word of god does not isolate you from the challenges pressures or wind of life one thing it does is this the wind of life will lack the capacity the wind of life will lack the capacity to knock you off that's what it means so someone says how do i build someone says how do i build someone says how do i build on the inside i love what the bible says in it i love what the bible says and the feature the four you know what it says it says we be not like we should not be like children that toast here and there by every wind of doctrine meaning that it's spiritual children that have no roots that everything happens shakes them you know some people just because church is not you know meeting every week their christian life have gone to zero they've forgotten about prayer some of them have not even been able to pray for the past few weeks because their connection to god was through a church listen to me you have to know god for yourself that is the opportunity for this season it's not about a building it's about you and god we can offer this this is wonderful but at the end of it, it's about you and god do you know some people because they lost their job so they're going to financial problems they are not even able to give to god of their substance because they're wondering oh my god i'm going through problems that's the thing when you have convictions you don't shake when you have convictions things can be tough but you don't shake paul says we are pressed on every side but not forsaken hallelujah he said we're going through the fire but we are stable hallelujah the reason why is that we have convictions we are not like children that thirst by every wind of doctrine just because i don't have a boyfriend just because i'm not married at 33 i'm not going to go crazy just because there's no money yet i'm not going to do nasty things just because i lost my job i will not lose my faith in god It says the one that has the house, the house is built upon the rock. One of the beauties, someone says, how do I have foundation? Developing foundations about discipleship, that's what it is. Because, you know, the discipleship, being a disciple, spiritual growth, helps you have roots in the ground. And once you have strong roots in the ground, it doesn't matter what the wind is blowing. Hey, he says, nay, in all those things, I love the way Paul says it. Paul is one of the people that inspires me when I read the Bible. Paul says, is it death? Is it life? Is it poverty? Is it shame? He doesn't matter what it is. He said, nay, like through all those things. He says, we are more than conqueror. One thing is, he says, he says one thing is sure. We will come out of the other side, not having denied Jesus. Where's, where's the disciple of Christ? Don't be like Peter. What is, who is Peter? Peter, as soon as trouble came, are you the follower of Christ? Is it, is it Christ? Who is Christ? Jesus Christ of Nazareth. They say, you even sound like a Nazareth. They said, come on. I never knew him. Because many Christians have tied their Christianity to convenience. I love what someone said. He said, if they look at your life, would there be enough evidence to convince the world? That you're a Christian. Glory to God. God is calling us to discipleship. Why discipleship? Because there's something about the discipleship process that produces in our strength. That's why I love the gym. That's why if it's my pictures, you know, online, I love the gym. The reason why is that it's not just about losing weight. There's some of us staying in the gym that beats in your stamina. When you see people that don't gym, they run one kilometer and you say, 
turned into like dogs. <laughs> no, no, no. When, when, when you are strong at the gym, as you're going, you're building up strength because you're built up stamina. How come you lost your job and you forgot your God? How come because your marriage is shaky, you forgot about Jesus? How come no church just for two or three months physical gathering and all of a sudden you are going crazy? It's because you don't know your God. The Bible says they that know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploit. Why? They have built in stamina. He said, Satan, throw it at me. Hey, Satan, give me some more. I can take that weight. Give me some more. I can take this weight. Give me some more. I can take that weight. Give me some more. I can take this weight. And you know, disciples know how to wear Satan out because they don't give up. So because your boyfriend says, I'm sorry, it's all over. You break down. God, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? God has one million people that can marry you outside of him. Because you lost your money in an investment. Or you, you know someone that lost, that lost somebody died. Your faith is shaking. I understand the pain when you have a child that is sick. Or when you're sick. Or, or, or you're going through a challenge. But I'm saying that as a disciple you know something. It's not about me. My faith is not in things. My faith is in God. My faith is, a, my faith is not tied to a healing. My faith is not tied to a promotion. My faith is not tied to a marriage. My faith is not tied to a job. My faith is tied to the living God. The God that cannot fail. That's who my faith is served to. When I signed up for Jesus Christ, I let everything. I said I put everything. I burned the bridges. I'm coming for him. And let me say something to you discipleship because I'm talking about emptiness so the more you know Jesus the more you know Jesus the more there's strength on the inside of you hallelujah this is so powerful today I'm, I'm getting blessed second Peter chapter 3 verse 8, 18 let's look at the scripture Someone says, well, I want to know Jesus some more. You should know Jesus some more. Some of you, you've forgotten what it used to be like to be on fire for God. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18. Ah, uh, Make sure you join us August the 3rd to 5th. Fasting and prayer. Go to my Instagram now and sign up quickly. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18. Verse 18. See what Paul said and um, Peter said. He said, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Meaning what? Number one, spiritual growth or discipleship is not automatic. Just because you're Christian doesn't mean you're growing. Uh-uh. He said, But grow in grace. He, so Paul says go so you have to take responsibility for your growth. Some people have been Christians for a long time, but they've not been growing. For the past three years, they've just not moved from that tongue. Kusa, kusa, kusa. Hey, brother, you need to grow. So I want to grow. He says, hey, this is how you stand. He said, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. You know what that means? That means that there's no way you can grow without growing in knowledge. That's why if you restrict church just to Sunday, watching over 30 minutes message, that's not good enough. 
you must find a way to go to our YouTube page and get our devotionals that come out every day. You know why? Because you need to grow in grace. Spiritual growth is not automatic. Number two, spiritual growth is not instant. Some people feel like, oh, I'm just going to grow. Boom. No, sir. You can't just grow. Boom. It's a journey. It's a journey. You are growing every single day. You are growing every single day. It's a journey. You are growing every single day. Spiritual growth is not one factor dependent. If I can just pray more, it's more than that. Sometimes, should I, should I shock you? What God used to grow you is your pain. In your most difficult time, there's a way that God uses that pain to grow you. In your season of loss and deep tears, God uses, God uses relationships to grow you. Oh, glory to God. Let me read something to you quickly. It's a grow. Ephesians chapter 3. Hallelujah. Meno cresu de galetos. Entone cresto kedemon brahasta haha. Oh, glory to God. Oh, skela braheso bratoshevrehiske paninostis. And this is what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. He said, These are the seasons of darkness upon the earth. He said, But remember that you are the light, said the Spirit of grace and supplication. And not only are you the lights to yourself, you are the light of the world. There's a season for your response to be different. Different, says the Lord, because you are not darkness, you are light. And when they shout for help, remember you are the help they're looking for. And when they look for hope, remember you are the hope they're looking to. He said, take the light that is within you by my spirit and shine it forth and show them a way for them to go, says the spirit of grace and supplication. For remember... You are the light, says the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. That's a word of prophecy right there. That's a word of prophecy right there. God is asking us to be different. Oh, let me show you this. Ephesians 3, verse 17. See what it says. <sighs> are you ready for this? He says, that you may... <laughs> hey, he says, verse 18. That you may be able to comprehend. Comprehend is a huge word. How most mean to take it. That's what the Greek says. That you must able to compare with all saints what is the breadth and the, and the length and the depth and the height of God's love. But that's what I'm going to. See, I'm talking about spiritual growth because people say, what's spiritual growth? Listen, sp spiritual growth is in dimensions. There is in knowledge first. You know, he says this. He says, and to know. The, the word know here, it's, um, it's ginosko. He says, and to know. The love of God which passes knowledge. Knowledge is gnosis. Knowledge. See, anybody can read the Bible. This knowledge. Anybody can read the Bible and understand and say, Oh, Jesus Christ went to the cross and died. It's English. It's a book. You can read it. But that's knowledge. That's knowledge. That's knowledge. But that kind of knowledge doesn't change someone. It's gnosis. It's, it's, the, it's the knowledge around the things of God. He says, because most people, what they have is gnosis. That's the Greek word, gnosis. But what God wants to have is gnosko. What is gnosko? Hey, look at it here. Hey, my God. Hey, hey, hey. He says this, that, that you may know. No. You know, because the English word uses no, no. You think they're the same. The Greek talks in varying degree of intensity. One is just to read and know. This no here is gnosko. Gnosko means to know with to know intimately it's like maybe the best way to say it is this everybody knows Donald Trump but some people know Donald Trump everybody knows of Donald Trump but some people are 
intimate with Donald Trump. His wife does not just know him like I know him. He knows him so, she knows him so intimately. He says here that you may be able to know the love of God that passes knowledge. This means when you read the Bible, it says there are different kinds of knowledge. And this is the thing with Christians. Christians says, uh, they're preaching about healing. I, I know that. That verse, I know it. Listen to me. How you recognize spiritual death is not that you know a verse. How you know you are intimate is that the verse is in you and you are in the verse. And the proof of that intimacy is not that I know scripture. It's not that I can cut scripture like a parrot. The proof of intimacy is the fruit of intimacy. When you become intimate to the woman, the woman gets pregnant. When you become intimate with the word, the word comes out of you. You don't just talk about healing. You declare. You show healing in your life. You don't just talk about supplies. Supplies obvious in your life he don't just talk about faith faith is obvious in your life listen to me many talk the word but don't have the proof of the word because what they have is nonsense knowledge science knowledge god is saying come up tita come say go to a deeper dimension because there are dimensions and there are dimensions in this thing hallelujah they are depth and they are depth in this thing he says that you may know that you may know you may come into a proper place shokalade Hallelujah. Paul said, He said, The things we know that our hands have handled eternal life. How did he see it? See, many people just know the Bible in their head. So I say, Okay, 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 Pastor, that sounds like me. I, I know that the Lord will bless me in my head, but I'm still worried about my job that I don't have. I'm still worried I don't have a husband. I know some things, but it's not, it's not, I know it here. It said, the letter killer, but the spirit gave it life. You know it here, but where God wants to know it is here. This way it becomes intimate. How do you get to know it? The way you get to know it is John, Joshua 1 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall what? You shall declare it day and night. The way to get the word from here to here is by speaking the word in the morning and speaking the word in the evening. So I said day and night. What God was saying was not just about day and night. He was saying if you're going to grow spiritually, it's going to be about habits. It's going to be about habits. You can't just be in today and you're, you're not in tomorrow. Spiritual growth is about habit. Spiritual growth is about habit. Think about it. All the food you ate in your life, now that you're 45, where is it? It's in your body. So I said, no, I, I want to toilet. You only went to toilet and dispose the ones that your body rejected. Why are you so big? All the food you ate. Why are you so skinny? All the food you ate. Because somehow, the food formed your being. Oh, glory to God. A physical food can form your being. And we know that the word of God is spiritual food. Has I taken the word in the morning, in the evening, I may not see my hand growing, but it's going into my system and developing me and building my conviction and making me a man of faith. Praise God. How do I grow? By feeding on the word. It's good to, someone say, so I, I love this. Someone said, which is more important, praying or reading the Bible? I said, which is more important, food or water? <laughs> If you think nothing is important, do without it for a year. I'll see you in heaven. Which is more important? Food, it, but I'm important. 
there's something about feeding on God's words that it built. See, I said, are you running the empty? You need renewal. Renewal comes by feeding on the word of God. There's something vitalizing. There's something energizing. There's something compelling in the power of the word of God. The psalmist says that the word is life unto my flesh. Hey, David said, I rejoice over your word like him that found good spouse. It's time to go into the word of God. And when you find the word, your head stands up. That's where you have to be. It's not a mental knowledge of the word. It's a, it's, it's a knowledge. See, someone says, I know there are angels. You can know there are angels here. But you will never receive the ministry of angels until you know they are here. Knowledge, gnosis. Ginosko is not just knowing because you read. It's called revealed knowledge, revelation knowledge. It's the knowledge that the Holy Spirit reveals to you. It reveals in such a way that you merge with what is known. It's a conviction. It's a depth. It's a conviction. It's a depth. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about. It's a conviction. It's a depth. When you speak it, you speak not out of the head. You speak out of the heart. And God is calling you because, hey, you've been running empty for too long. It's time. So you want to get some renewal? Go to the Word. You want to get some renewal? Go to the Word. Listen, you have to find yourself in a cell. You have to find yourself in a small group. You know, you need people that will feed you with the Word morning and evening. You have to find yourself and go to a Bible class. You need to write and say, what Bible program do you have? The reason why I need renewal. Where does renewal come from? Renewal does not come just because I go to the church or watching the service. It comes from habits. That's what I'm going to. Renewal comes from habits. You know why? Anytime you stop exercising, you start gaining weight. You can't stop. Every time you start eating junk, you start gaining weight. If you're going to grow spiritually, it's going to be habit-based. Some of you watch this Sunday, you don't watch next Sunday. Some of you, you're tight today. But I've been giving, I've never seen that blessing of God. Because the thing is this. Listen, why does God say we should give every time? The reason is simple. It's the habit. And that's why for those that are not giving this season, you are forming the wrong habits. That's the truth. If you're not praying this season, you are forming the wrong habits. If you're not tightening this season, you are forming the wrong habits. For you to grow is habitual because one time, is not a one chance thing. As you build and build and build, we don't know how it happens, but somewhere in the process, it shows up. You know, when I used to have a huge pot belly, I never knew when it happened. But guess what? One day I saw it and I knew what cost it. I'm saying to you because sometimes you are building spiritually and it seems I'm doing a lot of fasting, a lot of tithing, a lot of giving. It doesn't show up. But when it shows up, it shows off. When it shows up, it shows off. When it shows up, it shows up. It says, when you pray, my father sees you in secret, reward you openly. It doesn't happen the first time. Well, keep at it. It will happen. The problem with most people that run on empty is this. The problem with people that are looking for a financial breakthrough praying is that they are doing it one time. And they are hoping a one-time thing can bring a massive harvest. Even antibiotics, you don't use it one time. To see the result, you must be consistent. He says, this is what the Bible says. He said, Paul planted, you keep doing it. Apollo watered, they keep doing it. And God give the increase. Not what to do one time. Just keep building. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Lord, in the name of Jesus, stir fresh hunger for your word in me. Nigaroke zuziveto prahat leke zuza. Shagatu kaliga diga zuzi katani nana. Atila tune nana mandike lo mopopo no suza. Atoni grika tuvaza skatonia aliti zuzu neketoni ana. 
Lord, stay in me faith desire for your word. Lord, I want to get deeper spiritually. This hunger, this hunger, help it not to degenerate. Oh Lord, fill me from within. The battle is intense. Work is intense. Job is intense. Fear is everywhere. Fill me for strength for the journey. Let's go ahead and pray, everybody. And Father, stretch forth your hands towards me. I pray for everyone watching today that in the name of Jesus Christ, Robot shut up. Even after the service, keep praying in tongues. You'll be filled with the knowledge of His will and with the word of faith. Everywhere you've been weak, strength comes to you now. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you've not been born again, I'd like to invite you to give your heart to Christ. Say with me, say, Lord Jesus, I heard the message today. I know I've turned away from you. I believe that you died for me. You raised, you were raised from the death of my justification. Today, I receive eternal life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. If you pray the salvation prayer, send me your name, your details, email. I would love to pray for you. And if you've not been able to do your giving at this time, for any reason, I want us to do that right now. Hallelujah. And for those of you that this month is your birthday, happy birthday. Awesome to just know that God is protecting you. And Lord, we'll pray for everyone giving their tithes and offerings. Let your blessing be upon them. Thank you for teaching them to trust you, even in this dark time, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.